Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is on this beautiful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee in Christ. My weekly share of the daily process that, that I so look forward to, to start my day in the right way. And the more I can incorporate uh, the word into every minute of my day, every aspect of my life, the more joyful, peaceful, and wonderful uh, this life becomes. And as I'm just doing this intro, the sun is coming up over the mountains here. I can see it peeking through the tree branches here in North Carolina. If you haven't been here, I am inviting you. Um, let me know when you're coming. We'll hang out. It's just such an amazing place. Um, <clears throat> Alana and I were driving back in from the Greenville Airport after a visit out to Nebraska. And it's just, there's a feeling you get when you're coming back to the mountains, to home, that you really can't duplicate. And it is part of God's beauty, uh, for sure. So, let's jump right in to the verse of the day. For those of you who are new to this podcast, nothing is rehearsed. I have no idea what I'm going to read before I read it. And you get my authentic reaction as it hits me. Okay, so verse of the day. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So I guess what hits me there... I always, you know, now I've learned, you know, look at the little words like if we confess our sins, if we do. And, you know, that implies for me that I don't have to. I've got free will again. We have free will. We can, you know, I can ignore my sins or uh, be in denial around my sins So the point here is, you know, we've got to, I've got to take action. I've got to confess my sins. And God is faithful and he'll forgive us and our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So that's it. You know, when I think about it, God already knows what our sins are. So why not confess them if he's only going to love us by um, forgiving us and purifying us? (laughs) It really does. Uh, when you think about it that way, it's kind of a no-brainer, I think. I think the world puts this stigma upon a sin, any sin, and all sins, obviously. <clears throat> Some sins the world approves of. Um, or at least the world doesn't disapprove. I should say that it, it some sins the world looks at is just normal quote unquote <clears throat> and the cool thing about this is if I look within the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit lets me know when I've committed a sin or you know that, that whole thing 
it's back to trusting in the spirit and then acknowledging in the moment. And again, the, the tricky part about this is always you don't pre-plan. You don't go, oh, yeah, I'm going to sin tomorrow night. And I know God's going to forgive me. So <laughs> I'm just going to use this get out of jail free card, if you will. That is not the way it works. Um, it's more, you know, commit to following Jesus and living my life the way I'm living it, knowing that I am a sinful being and I'm gonna sin. I'm gonna. But knowing that all I need to do is really confess the sins and it isn't going to a priest or doing anything like that. It's just praying. Praying to God. You know, I've learned so much about prayer. Prayer is so powerful. And I really am just scratching the surface. But it's just been a revelation for me how powerful prayer is. So I'm sure in future podcasts, even maybe in this one, the way it's going, prayer has been such a big part of what I've what I'm what I have learned and what I am in the process of learning. And I'm sure you'll hear more about it from me as the weeks go on here here in Coffee in Christ. All right, so let's go now to the plan. Okay, so the plan, let's see where we're at here. Yes, okay, so I am just catching up because we were out of town. Okay. Well, I thought I read this one, but maybe I didn't. go back March 1st all right here we go this is the one I think I'm gonna do yes sorry about the delay here just trying to get it all figured out because we were out of town patience in action we've talked about how patience activates and keeps our faith moving until we receive from God Today, we're talking about what patience looks like in action. Let's remember that patience is also mentioned in the love verse of the Bible. What does love have to do with faith and patience? Everything. Patience includes enduring wrong and ill treatment without anger or the desire for revenge. It means enduring with people as much as it means enduring through a trial. Love, joy, faith, patience, these are all interconnected. If one is missing, the others won't work right, and you'll be left wondering why you aren't getting a manifestation. Patience springs from love. The Bible says love is patient. And you guys, this is the first Bible verse that I've ever thought, oh, I wanna, I'm going to memorize this, because I never really saw the value in memorizing Bible verses. But 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6 is one that I am going to memorize. And I won't read it right now, but yeah, so this is reinforcing that love is patient. So if you want to have patience that fuels faith, you've got to be walking in love and showing patience to those around you. That means your life will reflect the following. You don't snap at people when they frustrate you. 
You don't make critical or rude remarks to others. You are not easily angered. You assume the best about others. You don't respond impatiently in stores or on the road. You are a patient spouse and parent. You don't become frustrated by the passage of time in any given situation. You don't expect Christians to be perfect. You have patience with their spiritual growth, just as God has patience with you. You have patience at all times and in all situations. Lester Summerall said, long-suffering patience is love on trial. Love refined and selfishness conquered. So if you struggle with patience, you're struggling with love. And if you don't have patience working in you, you're not going to reveal a Christ-like image to the world. This week, set a goal to respond patiently. Yup, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to practice. Then have a game plan. Holding your tongue, counting to ten, deep breathing, praying in the spirit, whatever it takes. And don't beat yourself up if you miss it. It takes practice, but you will get it. We're rooting for you. Love is patient. Here's the uh, verse I was telling you about. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So good. And you know, that's... People are always talking about, well, what is love? And I'm in love. For me, when I read this verse, and I had seen it before, but you know, God works in beautiful ways. And um, when you read it, it's as much about where you are in your journey, in your faith journey. So when I read this and I really wanted to memorize it, it's because, you know, with my girlfriend now, Alana, we really feel like we've got a special love, a kind of love that we've never had before. And, you know, over the months we've been trying to define that. We'll have six months in officially tomorrow on the 4th. I'm actually recording this on the 3rd. Um, So anyway, yeah, so when I read this, it's like, oh my goodness, now we have a definition. This is our definition for this special kind of love that we're going for. And we feel like we're experiencing. So it's really beautiful. Next up, part of this eight is love never fails but where there are prophecies they will cease where there are tongues they will be still where there is knowledge it will pass away so good so I just love that it just you know for me it's like I am going to embody everything that this says and in you know I think that's that's the key you know if you want true true love this is the way you me I become love 
which is God, which I am. God is in me. So it's like, this is the blueprint right here. This is what it is. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's really beautiful. All right, so. I'm just going to put my little response in here. So if you do a Bible app thing, you put your response. This is what I commit to. Love that God provided a description of what love looks like. I want this for us. So I'm doing this plan with Alana. So that's why I put this here. So you're remarking and we, we see each other's posts for those of you who aren't familiar with the Bible app. And if you are not familiar with the Bible app, it's a wonderful thing. Um, let's see. So it talked about um, you know, prepare in advance, you know, count to ten, all those things. So Alana and I decided um, that we would, one of us, if we felt like one of those situations starting to <laughs> bubble up, we would read this verse out loud these verses, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Just read them out loud. And, and the hope is that as we read that out loud, that gives us the time to just really think about what it is that we're arguing about or about to argue about and put it in the right perspective, in the love perspective, in the patience perspective. So I love this. So good. All right. So next, um, next, where we're going to go next. So I could read Corinthians or I could look at, let's go to, we're doing an essential study through elevation. And because I've got to do this today, I think this is normally where I'd go. So I'm just going to stick with the plan, you all. <clears throat> oh, and I think I've got most of that done, but let's read some of this. Okay, so Psalm 25. Let's go there. Psalm 25. I'll just read through these things and I'll answer the questions. They're being asked of me here. This will be fun, you guys. All right, Psalm 20, and girls, and gals. I got to get out of that habit of saying guys all the time. All right, Psalm 25, 4 through 7. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. 
guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God, so for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from, from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Love that. And I love that show me your ways, guide me, and teach me. I, I always... I always pray a prayer similar to that, you know, just because I feel like as long as, I mean, I'm the kind of person that if I want to be teachable, I want to be coachable, I want to know, right? Because once I know, once I become aware, then I'm like, I'm on it. I can really commit to it I'm persistent I'm consistent you know I in essence make it happen so that's what I love about you know this whole thing of asking God to teach me I love whenever I see anything like that Um, so I'm going to put this little post on Instagram I just copied that um And I think, you know, that is what kind of sets those apart, us apart, when we actually are open to new wisdom and we embrace it because we want to get better. I mean, I just think that that's a beautiful, beautiful way to live. Because, listen, there's nobody here that either has it figured out or will ever have it all figured out. Ain't happening. So I'm just putting a little post here. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see this. Then I put some music on there. Let's see. I'll do an elevation song. Let's see what we got here. We're going to go. Let's go rattle. (laughs) That's always a good one. Boom. There we go. All right, next is Proverbs 16.9. Space heater out of my in my little office here. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 16:9. Go back up here. 
Proverbs 16 and then 9 is, I think it's 16, 9, yes. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Yes, I love this. Yeah, so plan your course in your heart and let the Lord establish your steps. This is so cool. Okay, I'm just gonna share this again. And I'm just gonna put this this time with no words or anything. I'm just gonna pop it in there. Just gonna pop it in there on the story. Boom. So good. Luke 12. 11 and 12, so let's go to Luke 12. Let's find Luke, there it is, 12, 11 and 12. Is when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. I've used this quite extensively over the seven plus years that I've given my life to Christ. You know, those times when I'm like, oh, what am I going to say? I just rely on the Holy Spirit. And it always works out best to do that. So that is a personal testimony that, yeah, this stuff does work. That's, you know, what's inside of you. All the answers are within you. You know, and don't overthink it. Don't use the logical mind because that will lead you astray. At least it's led me astray. I don't know. Maybe it served you well. I shouldn't say it will. The logical mind is when I've gotten into the most trouble in my life and where I've pushed away the things that probably would have served me well. And that's kind of what the world does, right? The world of logic. Well, you shouldn't do that. Like me even moving to Carolina is like, people are like, well, there's no logical reason for you to do that. I'm like, exactly. (laughs) So there you go. And it's been a blessing for sure. All right, so now we're going to Acts 16, 6 through 10. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they entered to, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Messiah and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Beautiful. And finally, we got 1 Corinthians 2 and 6 through 16. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, 
what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? This is kind of just what we talked about. And God is within us. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has really given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. A person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. A person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So beautiful. That's it. I have the mind of Christ. If you follow Jesus and have asked him to be the leader of your life, forgiver of your sins, then you also have the mind of Christ. So it is beautiful. So the question is, how do you know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you? And for me, it is from within. And it feels good and aligned and right. That's how I know. I mean, I'll get these Holy Spirit moments in the middle of the night that just come upon me and it's always good stuff. So I know it's good stuff, right? So that's how I know it's good. All right, you all, I've gone on a little bit long today. Sorry about that. But thank you so much for joining me. Robert Bowling, Coffee and Christ. This is your daily look in, your weekly look into my daily practice. Join us for Chasing Freedom coming up this Monday, the 7th of March. Um, And every Monday. And of course, back next Thursday with another episode of Coffee and Christ. Let's see how God will be working. I hope you have an amazing week. Um, Go out and be the light, you all. All right, we'll see you next time.